friends, welcome to episode 28. It is just me today, Madison Grace Lee, and I asked you guys on Instagram, I asked my friends and family questions that they had about Christianity that I could answer, and I'm really excited to answer these. It's a big variety of questions, and make sure you're following our Instagram at Kingdom Workers Pod so you can be involved in any future videos. Normally, whenever guests are on, I ask them to share their testimony, but I'm pretty sure I've shared it twice on here already, so we're just gonna get going into the questions. But I'd also like to preface this with saying that I have not, like, prepared the, like, answers or anything. Like, I normally give my guests, um, questions and, like, they can answer it and, like, really pray on it and stuff, but I'm just letting the Spirit lead, lead us today. Because I feel like whenever I mentally prepare answers, I just, it's just, it doesn't flow very well. So! Let's get into it. The first question is, what is my definition of Christian modesty? And I also asked for outfit inspirations, so I might get into that, I might not. But my definition of Christian modesty is pleasing the Lord with the way that you dress. Because, okay, this is a very controversial topic, but we are called to glorify God with everything we do, and that includes how we dress. And yes, I know that boys and men aren't supposed to be lustful towards us and our bodies, but spoiler alert, they are, and sometimes women are even lustful back, and it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because it kind of takes effort from both sides, but this is what my grandma has always told me, and it's always really stuck in my mind, especially once I found Christ and started a relationship with him, and I just love it. This is what helps keep me modest. Side note, I am a very future-oriented person, so if you're not, like if this doesn't really speak to you, maybe that's why, maybe not, I don't know. But she said that we are called by God to honor our future husbands with every day of our lives, and that includes like before meeting him, after meeting him, after getting married, etc, etc, and our bodies are not to be showcased for everybody. Like, that is disrespectful to your husband or to your spouse if you're a man and you're listening to this. And so I just really took that to heart. And I don't want to not honor my husband. I don't want to disrespect him. And yes, I'm future-oriented. No, I'm not married. Nothing like that. But I just really took that to the heart and I really appreciated that. So modesty for me and the way that I dress, I don't show my stomach. I don't show anything that's close to private areas. Sometimes I do show my, like, small parts of my back. Like, that's not, like, I've not been convicted of that lately. Maybe I will be one day. I'm not sure. Um, I think everybody's modesty walk looks different, and it's a slow process. Um, but I just do the best that I can not to wear super tight, super short, super revealing, anything. Um, but, yeah, that's that answer. Second question is... What keeps you going in your walk? And I love this because as Christians, I feel like most people believe that we are just like, get on that church high or Jesus high and then we just stay riding up forever. And that is actually the exact opposite. Um, I We often go in waves of when we're on fire for the Lord, when we're not, when we're in spiritual warfare, etc., etc. And what really keeps me going is my community and my friends and my family around me that keep encouraging me and inspiring me to better myself and better my walk with Christ. And that is why I believe community is so important because who you surround yourself with is what's going to make or break your faith. 
yes I've said that before yes it's probably one of my favorite phrases but it's just so true and so important if you're surrounding yourself with worldly people it's going to be very much of a struggle for you to regain a passion for the Lord and it's just it's just so much easier not saying you won't have struggles if you're planted in a Christ-centered community because you will everybody will but it is a lot easier whenever you have that encouragement, and support and inspiration and things like that so I'm very thankful for all of the people in my life who do that next question is how do you deal with shame and still maintaining a relationship with God so this is something that I've actually been working on lately uh, the devil has really been getting to me whenever I try to not necessarily repent but whenever I sin I feel so guilty and shameful about it and it's hard to bring myself to repent and like confess to Christ but the reality is and what I've been learning is that Jesus was literally with me in that moment as I was sinning he knew I was gonna sin he knew my heart and my thoughts and actions behind it he knows whether we tell him or not I'm not saying don't tell him because we are supposed to tell him and repent him and ask for his forgiveness but he is going to forgive you and it is going to be okay just because you sin doesn't mean you're a bad person everybody sins everybody sins that's why jesus was sent to save us and you're not alone in your shame but you also don't have to be shameful that i don't mean that by like oh you can sin you're forgiven jesus is fine no no we're supposed to do the best we can to not sin and not have those struggles but inevitably it is going to happen so just turn to your heavenly father okay how do i fully trust god in all aspects of my life this is a good question this is a very good question because it's hard as humans to fully surrender and give up control but we actually have zero control to begin with which is crazy to think about like yes you can pick out your outfit you can pick out what chocolate you want from the store i don't really know but like god actually planned that god knew what you're going to do god knows what's going to happen for your future and with your life because he planned it and that is just so reassuring to me because it's not in my control i don't have to stress over what i decide to do what I don't do, what career I choose, because inevitably God already has decided. Not saying just stop, like give up and like you don't have to do anything to make those things happen because yes, you do, but it's not all up to us. And so to fully trust God in all aspects of your life is to realize that he has it all under control. You cannot ruin your plan for your own life that he has set in stone for you. He is with you currently. Like I said, whenever we sin, he's with us. He's with us right now. He's The Holy Spirit is in this room. He's in your room. He's wherever you are. It is just so comforting for me and others, I'm sure. And I just love it. So I don't know how I fully trust God in all aspects of my life. I mean, there are lots of scriptures. There are lots of scriptures. He knows the plans he has for you, dive into his word, he, like, his word is true, and so if you read it, it's going to help reassure you. Is God always on my side? This is another great question because obviously God is always for you, he is always with you, but 
we make really silly decisions sometimes. So if you are defending and fighting for the sin side and you're trying to justify yourself and your sin and why you continue to repeat this, no, he's not going to defend you because he is all good. He is all holy. He is all righteous. And we are to try and be like that. So if you're not agreeing with the fruits of the Spirit and you're not agreeing with what he has preached and what the good news is, he's not going to defend that. But he always loves you. He always forgives you. He is truly for you. But he wants what's best for you. What should I do in a season of worry? This is great. Um, truly just surrender it all. Give all your desires to God. Continue to pray, 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 pray. He knows every thought you have. He knows every word that you speak. He hears them and he has promised to answer them. And that could be with a yes or no or not right now, but he's going to answer it regardless. And he just wants you to talk to him. He has called us to not worry about anything, to trust him with everything. And it's just, it's, I personally, I used to struggle with anxiety really horrifically. It would be bad. I would have certain triggers, like if I ate chocolate or drink caffeine, like I'd be shaken through the roof. But he has really healed me from that and placed his hand on me because I just don't worry. Like my friends and I have this saying and we say YOLT instead of YOLO because technically we live twice, we live on earth, we live in heaven. Um, but if it's not going to matter in heaven, why should we worry about it now? Like that test grade you got, yes, it has earthly consequences right now. But in a couple of years from now, it's really not going to matter. And when you're in heaven, it's definitely not going to matter. Because these are things of the world. They're not things of heaven. I just really hit the mic, friends. So if that was loud, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it's not going to matter in heaven. You shouldn't be stressing about it now. Because, again, God has it all under control. Okay, those are all from Instagram. But now I have text messages to go off of. Okay, this is another really good question. I know I've said that a couple of times, but... They really are so good. I'm thankful for everybody who submitted or sent a question. And I'm actually going to have a podcast episode fully dedicated to this topic, but it is, are we predestined? This is a very controversial topic. I've gone back and forth a year ago. I didn't even know what this meant, but there are scriptures that do say we are predestined and predetermined. So you can't really fight scripture, but what I go back and forth on is if God chooses who to save or whether God knows who's going to be saved, because ugh, it's just so hard. We're going to have like a whole podcast episode dedicated to this topic, because it's a lot to unpack, and it's very controversial, and I myself don't have the answer, but it's something that I've been studying, and honestly, whether you agree or disagree with predestination, it's not going to impact whether you're going to heaven or not, you know, like, if you believe Jesus died for your sins and he loves you and he's calling you to a relationship with him and you live for him, that's what's going to get in heaven. But I think it is a good topic to talk about and dive deeper into. And so I, I go back and forth personally. Um, some people don't think either of those things and that is fine. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but we will talk about that later in the future. Will we go straight to heaven once we pass away? I thought if, like, previously, I thought if you're a Christian, you die, you go to heaven, boom. But I 
recently read a passage talking about how Jesus went to Hades after he died. And <clears throat> in my mind, Hades meant hell. So I did a little research. And Hades is not hell. Hades is the holding place where you go um, before you go to heaven or hell. And I had to do some clarifying. So Jesus did not go to hell. He went to Hades. We will go to Hades. Hades is, again, just like the holding place um, before God greets you and tells you where to go. Um, this is the final question. I'm just going to go ahead and re-ask it since, again, my camera died. But it is, how can we be like Christ all the time and prioritize as he would? And I think this is a great question. This is something I've been um, looking into myself lately. And I actually just had a conversation kind of like this with my Bible study group chat, again, community. And this is what I've come to the consensus as, and it's to live most like Christ, you have to live by the fruits of the Spirit. So I pulled them up. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We are going to produce fruits subconsciously, whether they are good or they are bad. And to be like Jesus, you have to produce the good fruits. And that those fruits of the Spirit stem from Jesus. I mean, they're the epitome of who Jesus was. He was love, or he is love. He is joy. He is peace. He is patience. He is kindness. He is goodness. He is faithfulness. He is gentleness. He is self-control. So to be like Jesus, we have to relay those practices and those characteristics as well, um, because it's how we live that we're going to call others to Jesus. You can shove it down people's throats if you want. You can preach, 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 condemn, 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 convict, 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 whatever. Yes, sometimes those things have to be taken into action, but people are going to come to Jesus by the way that you live because it's not what you say, it's what you do because a lot of the times people don't walk the way they talk. So if you are doing that, like you are going to be a Bible that of many unbelievers read. They're not going to read his actual words. They're going to read you. And so we have to relay the character of Jesus accordingly to who he is and to bring others closer to him. And yeah, I think living by the fruits of the spirit is living as Jesus and really prioritizing that is bringing him into every aspect of your life. That way he is with you all the time, just like he is, but you're really taking knowledge and like realization about that. Okay, like I said, that was the last question, and I'm going to pray for us before we end this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for all those who are listening, who took time out of their day to learn more about you and to grow their love for you and their relationship with you. That, to me, is just so special and encouraging and amazing. I want to thank you for all those who have listened. Um, apparently, this is reaching 33 different countries, which is awesome. That is just so unbelievable, and I continue that we can continue to glorify you and bring others closer to you um, through this podcast. Not to glorify anyone who's on here, but to give them a platform to bring more to you. I would also like to thank you for everybody who submitted a question and let their curiosity get the best of them and just want to learn more about you. That is just precious. And I just would like to, again, just, Thank you for everything that has been done for all of us today, whether you're listening or speaking or watching. I pray that whatever season you're in right now, you really cling to God. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.